I think it's safe to say that this game for the Louisville Cardinals against the Virginia Cavaliers on Saturday is a must win for Scott Satterfield's team, and they may have to do so without star quarterback Malik Cunningham. We will talk about that and more on today's episode of the show. Stay tuned. You are locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. As I mentioned, the Cardinals may be without star quarterback Malik Cunningham on Saturday against the Virginia Cavaliers. So let's ask the question, can the Cardinals defeat the Cavaliers with Malik Cunningham? And can they do so without Malik Cunningham? Uh, we will then transition into explaining why this game is a must win for the Cardinals to keep their uh, slim bowl eligibility hopes alive. And then in the final segment, we'll talk about what Louisville needs to do to come out victorious in Charlottesville on Saturday. Um, we'll start out with... The big storyline, Malik Cunningham exited the game against Boston College last week due to injury, uh, didn't play the final two possessions in which Brock Doman came in and um, really wasn't able to get going all that well, and the Cardinals ended up losing. Not saying that that was the reason why the Cardinals lost, but definitely w was not something that helped in the process. Um Look, this was uh, one of those things that was kind of interesting because I don't think there was ever a, a set reason as to why he came out or, or what injury it happened to be. Um, now, many think that it has to do with a concussion to where he uh, sustained a couple of uh, hits in that game against Boston College. He got hurt, came out, and then went back in and got hurt again. And um, that's kind of been the consensus from the fan base. Obviously, I don't want to speculate, but it seems like, um, you know, concussion may be the most likely uh, thing that he's dealing with. And obviously, that's something that you can't rush at all. And there, there's definitely a, a set protocol that you have to deal with there. Um, but Malik has been very durable. Sure, he has um, exited games in the past. Where you know he hasn't been able to finish games, or if he has, he's you know been uh, limping and things of that nature. But he's only missed two games since 2018. Um, he missed the season opener in 2018 against Alabama. He missed the season opener in 2019 against um, Notre Dame. Um, so the durability aspect of it uh, really, really has been something that Louisville fans haven't necessarily had to worry about too much over the past couple seasons since Malik took over as the starting quarterback. Now, obviously he has exited some games due to injury and he's had to sit out a couple of possessions and um, you know, the Clemson game, you had had to, had to sit out a couple of possessions, Wake Forest, Evan Conley had to come in and finish the game, so on and so forth. But in terms of missing a game outright, this is kind of uncharted territory um, in, in the Scott Satterfield era uh, for Louisville. So 
First of all, well, let's talk as if Malik were going to play because right now he's considered day-to-day according to head coach Scott Satterfield. So um, it seems like many think that he's going to miss the game against um, against Virginia, but it hasn't necessarily been confirmed nor denied. So we're going to talk about the possibility of it either happening or not happening. Um, I think that obviously Louisville wins this game uh, or l- let me rephrase. I think obviously Louisville has a better chance to win this game if Malik Cunningham is playing versus if he is not playing. I think that um, you know the Cardinals being a three-point favorite over the Cavaliers probably checks out. Um, you know Malik Cunningham is a player that obviously can sway um, you know betting lines and things of that nature because he's so very dynamic and he's a focal point of the Louisville offense. And I think that that's kind of what is scary about this matchup. Right, is the fact that without Malik Cunningham. What can we expect from the Cardinals? Um, I, I think that you know this segment alone, we'll talk about the hypothetical of if Malik Cunningham can't play, can the Louisville Cardinals defeat the Virginia Cavaliers? If he's going to play, then obviously you can kind of scrap this segment and view it as a moot point, but I think it's a good topic of discussion, and it's one of those things to where, yeah, you have – it's nice to have that continuity with Malik Cunningham over the past couple seasons, but to play the devil's advocate – you know, the next man up mantra and situation at the quarterback position since 2019 hasn't really been one that Louisville fans kind of welcome. Um, since Evan Conley, you know, won an, against Wake Forest back in 2019, Louisville's backup quarterbacks haven't necessarily had a ton of success. Um, you know, Malik Cunningham has been backed up by Evan Conley over the past couple seasons, Brock Doman since last year as well. Both of those guys got in against Clemson, didn't necessarily do much at all, couldn't really move the ball well at all. Um, Doman did some good work against South Florida a couple weeks ago. Granted, it was against the the Bulls, um, you know, backups and, um, you know, at garbage time. But Doman completed one of, I think, eight or nine passes last week against Boston College, and it was kind of a, uh, a check down pass to Marshawn Ford. So, you know, that begs the question is, what does Louisville's team look like without Malik Cunningham? Well, first of all, the offensive identity shifts completely because, you know, Scott Satterfield has done uh, a good job of designing the offense Around Malik Cunningham, there's a lot of um, RPO situations. There's a lot of design quarterback runs. Um, you know, a lot of it is utilizing Malik Cunningham's athleticism uh, in the pocket and out of the pocket as well. Um, so with a true pocket passer like Brock Doman, who's listed as the backup quarterback, how does Louisville's offense um, change at all? Well, it doesn't help that you know, Louisville's rushing attack is hobbled as well. Not only do you have Malik Cunningham um, day-to-day, but Travion Cooley, Tyon Evans, both battling injuries. Um, Jalen Mitchell is still trying to fight back from an injury. So at this point, you have um, Jawar Jordan, and you have, I think, is it Maurice Turner? Is that the fifth running back? I I think that's, you know, the, the fifth starting running back. Or fifth starting running back, the fifth running back on the roster, um, and, and both of those guys are speed guys. So you know you lose your 
um, you know, your feature backs, so to speak, and Tyon Evans, Travion Cooley, uh, no Jalen Mitchell would be big. And obviously it hasn't come out and said either way if any of these guys are going to miss the game. So if Louisville's able to get one guy or even both of the of the running backs, I don't necessarily know that Jalen Mitchell will be available, but if they're able to get one of Evans or Cooley, that obviously would be big news. Um, but I would expect that Louisville's offense, Scott Satterfield, Lance Taylor, try to devise a game plan to where um, you know, hopefully the rushing attack can set up the play action to where Brock Doman has some open receivers and he's uh, kind of in like third and short situations. I think that, um, I mean, you know, this Louisville offense has been one that's been so very run dominant over the past couple seasons that it's probably going to be even more so uh, against, uh, against Virginia. Um, but you know, can Louisville win without Malik Cunningham? That's the big question. And right now there's not anything that you can point to over the past three years, or let me, let me rephrase. Yeah. The past three seasons that you're like, okay, I trust insert backup quarterback here to come in and win this game. Now, granted, let's, you know, let's be fair. Brock Doman does have the talent. I'm not saying that he can't come in and win this game. That is not what I am saying at all. So please do not get that twisted. Also, you can make the case that this is the first game that he is prepared for as a starter. Um, wasn't expecting to get in against South Florida. Uh, and that was garbage time. Definitely wasn't expecting to get in on the road against Boston College, nor was he expecting to get in against Clemson. Um, so maybe things change if he's given a full week of preparation where he's, you know, preparing as QB one and as the starting quarterback. So, um, maybe things change now, granted it is the next man up mentality. So, you know, when your number is called, you still have to come in and you have to make plays. I'm not making excuses, but I'm just trying to call a spade a spade here. And looking at this from, from that aspect, I'd be very nervous if Malik Cunningham can't play. Like I said, not saying Brock cannot come in and, you know, lead the Cardinals against Virginia and, you know, propel the Cardinals to victory. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying that there hasn't been one instance in the past three years when a backup quarterback has come into the game for Louisville and has truly succeeded. Um, I think the last time of doing so was Evan Conley back in 2019. Since then, he's kind of dealt with injuries and hasn't been um, all that effective. Brock Doman hasn't necessarily um, gotten too uh, many opportunities since joining the Louisville program before last season. But when he has gotten his number called, hasn't really made a lot um, – hasn't really made a lot of production. So it, it does beg the question. I, I think that if, if Malik Cunningham doesn't play, the Cardinals could be in danger. Um, the ways that they're going to alleviate that is by, you know, establishing the running game, um, taking some of the pressure off, you know, you're getting Doman's confidence up. We know he has a live arm. He's got solid arm uh, power. It's just a matter of accuracy and trusting his reads and slowing the game down and letting him internalize, um, you know, uh, what's happening on the field. So I think that um, does he have the talent and the raw tools to be able to go out there and, and lead this level offense? I think he does. I think that he's got the talent to do so. But, uh, you know, judging based upon uh, past results and, um, you know, lack of production thereof, I, I, I'm i a little nervous. I think that Wolves chances uh, increase significantly if Malik Cunningham is playing in this game. Obviously, that should go without saying, but it is what it is. So, um, 
I do want to kind of take the time now to focus on why this is a must-win game for the Louisville Cardinals. We're going to talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Underdog. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football seasons. Um, three uh, things that I want to talk about. If you don't know, um, Underdog allows you to pick two to five players across any team, not just the Cardinals, and decide if they will finish higher or lower than their projected stats. It's available in over 30 states. One of the easiest fantasy to play games out there, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game. I like Drake May, higher than 265 and a half passing yards against Virginia Tech. Um, I'll take Grant Wells, under 220 and a half passing yards, even though UNC secondary has struggled. So do yourself a favor. Go check it out for yourself. Sign up with the promo code Locked On, All one word, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit 100, get 100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play. Um, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code Locked On, all one word. So get in on the college football pick'em action today. So I think now, with the Louisville Cardinals, this is a must-win game for Scott Satterfield's team if they want to maintain chances to have bowl eligibility by the end of the season. Now, obviously, I, th- I think I just botched the explanation of that and, and the, the, the word choice. But now a lot of people will say, Dalton, the season's over. There's no chance that this team gets bowl eligible when you consider, you know, the daunting schedule that they have yet to face. Um, look, I get it. It's improbable. It's not impossible, but yes, it is very improbable. The Cardinals have dug, dug themselves into a hole. I get that. You're not surprising anyone by saying that. So I think that, um, you know, jumping in the comments and saying, why are you even talking about this? The season's over. Get over it. You're not achieving what you think you're trying to achieve I, I understand exactly where this program's at I understand that this team is two and three looking down a tough back half of the schedule you don't have to tell me that I already know but I am for the sake of conversation talking about this as if you know the team is still going to try to fight for it I mean Scott Satterfield and company have said that they're not giving up the players have said that are that they're not giving up I told you on Monday that regardless of what happens I was going to prepare on this show and preview matchups like I would regardless because, you know, I'm not a Fairweather fan. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, the season's over. Why talk about it or anything like that? You do you. I mean, if that's what you want to do, then, hey, that that is your ability. That is your right. You can do whatever you need to do. Don't listen. Don't watch the show if that's the case. But on this uh, set segment – you know, we're going to discuss why this is a must-win game for the Louisville Cardinals if they want to try to get bowl eligible. When you look at the rest of the schedule, the last seven games of the season, it's Virginia, um, and then you have a bye week. And this game is a must-win game. Number one, because Virginia simply isn't all that good, really. I mean, they're 2-3. and three. Uh, Their two wins are against Richmond and Old Dominion. They lost by Il- to Illinois by 21, got beat at Syracuse, and got throttled at Duke 38-17, to snapping the Blue Devils' 13-game ACC losing streak. Um, they're averaging under 20 points a game. Their offense is struggling, uh, you know, with the loss of some coaching staff members and things of that nature. Their offensive coordinator, their head coach, I mean, so on and so forth. Uh, Brendan Armstrong really hasn't had all that great of a season so far in 2022. So um, 
you know, Virginia is not all that great of a team. So that's number one. You know, this is this is a game that the Cardinals should definitely win. They have the talent to win. Um, they are the team that's favored. Um, let's say that the Cardinals do win this game. Well, you have to then win three out of the last six, and four of those games are currently against teams that are ranked in the top 15. Now, that Virginia game is in particularly, um, you know, extremely important because, hey, look, there's no gimme game left on the schedule. It's probably the easiest game left on the schedule. James Madison seems like it's going to be a, a, a big-time trip-up possibility. The you know the Dukes have been playing very, very solid. I mean, they beat App State just a couple weeks ago. Um, you have Virginia and James Madison, which if Louisville wants to become bowl eligible, they have to win these games. That's kind of a prerequisite because that even if they win these two games, that's not set in stone that the team's going to get bowl eligible. Like They still have work to do. They have to win two of four against the teams that are you know ranked. Um, well, hold on. Let's see. Uh, two of the five, uh, they have to win two of the five games against uh, some tough teams. Um, so you beat Virginia and you beat James Madison. Let's say that theoretically, then you're at four games. You have to beat two of Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, Clemson, NC State, and Kentucky. The team would probably feel the best against Pittsburgh and probably Wake Forest. I mean, I don't know. Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson look like the three best teams in the conference. Pittsburgh has struggled, so you can make the case that, you know, let's say you beat Virginia, Pittsburgh, and, and James Madison, then you have to beat one of Wake Forest, Clemson, NC State, and Kentucky. Sorry, I have the hiccups. Um, but, look, I, I think even at that point, right, um, you know, s still things are very, very questionable, and there's no guarantee that you're going to get bowl eligible, and you have to have some things um, happen. You know, you have to pull off some upsets. You have to pull off two upsets to be uh, quite clear, and that's if you beat Virginia. So if you don't beat Virginia, you know, you fall to two and four, um, you lose three games, and you won't get bowl eligibility, or at least you shouldn't. You're not going to get six wins. I know that sometimes five-win teams are getting bowl invites, but in my opinion, that doesn't really count as bowl eligibility. Um, you know, you lose against Virginia, you go two and four, then you're banking on not losing to more than two of Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, James Madison, Clemson, NC State, and Kentucky. And right now, I mean, if the Cardinals can't beat Boston College, if you can't beat Florida State, if you struggle against Central Florida, there's nothing that I'm seeing that I'm looking at and I'm thinking, okay, this team could pull off that upset at Kentucky or at Clemson or against NC State at home or against Wake Forest or even beat Pittsburgh. And, you know, James Madison has is, is lurking on that schedule as well. So, but it all starts with Virginia. If the team wants any type of shot at somewhat salvaging bowl eligibility, it's got to start with Virginia. You don't win Virginia. It's kind of set in stone unless this team wins, you know, astronomically more games than, than what a lot of people are kind of putting out there. But, um, yeah, Virginia is a must-win game. So what does Louisville need to do to defeat the Cavaliers on Saturday? Well, three things. We're going to talk about those here in just a second. I do want to first thank you for making Locked on the Louisville your first to listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked on the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube and WHAS 11+, plus five days a week, your team every day. The Louisville Cardinals will defeat the Virginia Cavaliers if... Well, three things in my opinion. Number one, 
definitely establish the running game. Number two, um, stop allowing big plays in the secondary. And number three, capitalizing, or I'm sorry, forcing and capitalizing off of turnovers. Number one, I think, uh, you know, we talked about a little bit um, you know, earlier in the show, especially if Malik Cunningham can't go, then the Cardinals are definitely going to want to establish the running game, um, you know, even more so than they usually do. That is always one of the big keys for me for the Louisville Cardinals because they're a run-dominant team, and the pass kind of plays off of that. It's going to be extremely, extremely critical that they do so in this one, well, simply because uh, you're you would be rolling with uh, an un, you know, an un. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not gonna say untested, but an unproven. I don't even know why that word couldn't come to mind. Um, an unproven quarterback in Brock Doman. Assuming, like I said, assuming if Malik Cunningham can't go, I'm not. I'm not sure if he is or not. But regardless, um, you know, the rushing attack is going to be very, very key in this one, um, especially with some players hurt. Whoever's available is going to have to really, really set the tone. The Louisville offensive line is going to have to create uh, those rushing lanes and create those gaps. And hopefully Louisville can, you know, um, you know, try to get some offensive momentum on in that realm and allow Brock Doman to feast on play action. Um, opportunities to where, you know, maybe he has some open receivers, broken down coverage, things of that nature. So the rushing attack, in my opinion, is the number one key for me offensively um, because it, this is a Virginia team that defensively, I mean, they're not terrible, um, I, I guess. Let me kind of go back to that because, um, I mean, they're not terrible, but they're not fantastic i mean they're allowing 23 points per game Wolves allowing 23.4 um they're giving up 355 yards per game Wolves giving up 370 um so you know louisville you know averaging 209 yards per per game on the ground this is going to be a, a very very key matchup to where the Wolves going to have to rely on that rushing attack to um, create some offensive momentum number two it's a matter of not giving up big plays in the secondary. We saw what happened when you don't give up big plays. South Florida, we saw what happened when you do give up big plays. Boston College. Um, I thought for the most part, Louisville's defense didn't do all that horrible against Boston College, but the big plays really dictated the flow of the game, and it ended up being one of the main reasons why the Cardinals were not able to come out victorious. Um, Brandon Armstrong hasn't necessarily had the greatest Season so far, he's got more interceptions than touchdowns, four touchdowns to five interceptions. He's been sacked 13 times, um, has thrown for a little over 1,000 yards, completed 52% of his passing. So last year, obviously a better year for the veteran signal caller who decided to come back to Charlotte for, for one more uh, go-around. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that um, if there's – a couple quarterbacks in the ACC that could really hurt Louisville in the air. It's Brandon Armstrong. He did it last year, especially when Louisville had a 17-point fourth-quarter lead and ended up losing to the Cavaliers um, in that game at Cardinal Stadium. So I, I think that, um, you know, limiting the big-time passing plays, you know, not getting burned in the secondary, just uh, not giving up big plays in that part of the field is going to be so key in this one because I think that Louisville's not doing a horrible job at rushing defense outside of maybe that game against Boston College. Um, you know, they're getting after the quarterback and creating some tackle for loss situations. But uh, at the end of the – sorry, my back is completely itching. There's no worse feeling than, like, trying to scratch the middle of your back where your hands can't reach. 
but regardless, uh, back on topic, I think that, um, you know, creating um, you know, situations to where you're getting off the field is big, and it all starts with the Louisville secondary. Um, thirdly, this may be a little bit of wishful thinking, but creating turnovers and capitalizing off of them. Um, Louisville's done a decent job of creating turnovers in the past couple weeks. Um, now it's just a matter of capitalizing, you know, not going three and out, you know, finding the end zone, not just getting field goals on short field position um, victories and things of that nature. And that's one thing that Louisville – um, you know, forced three turnovers last week in the first half against Boston College and literally had a two-point lead going into halftime. And the Cardinals weren't even penalized at all in the first half. So that's definitely something um, that will go a long way, especially at a place where you've only won once since joining the ACC. And that one victory was a Lamar Jackson to Jalen Smith touchdown pass in the back of the end zone with less than 30 seconds to go. So, um, yeah, I think that – Establishing the run is huge for the offense, huge for momentum. Uh, it could also go a long way if Malik Cunningham is out and Brock Doman is forced to be the quarterback um, in this game. And then defensively, not allowing big plays in the secondary, uh, creating turnovers and capitalizing. I think, you know, it's the little things that add up for Louisville. It's just, you know, um, you know, some mental mistakes here and there on, in certain aspects of the field and cer certain aspects of the game that, uh, has really hurt Louisville over the past couple seasons, and those are the three keys of the game, in my opinion. So, um, But that's going to wrap up this Friday edition of the show. Thanks again for making Locked on the Louisville your first listen of the day. Now for your second listen, go listen to Locked on ACC. That show is also five days a week. Candace Cooper does a great job of breaking down all the conference news as a whole. You can find that in the Locked on Louisville podcast on all streaming services. Totally free, like I said, five days a week. Um, so that's going to wrap up this Friday edition of the show. Hopefully the Cards can get back to 500 tomorrow in Charlottesville. Go Cards. We'll see you back here on Monday.